Social Impact CX, the podcast that helps you drive mission and make a difference with customer experience. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for episode 36 of the Social Impact CX podcast. I'm John Corrigan, and I'll be your guide to how you can drive mission and achieve social impact with customer experience work. I hope you know that I always appreciate when people take time out of their busy schedule to listen to Social Impact CX, so thank you for listening. If you caught episode 35 of Social Impact CX, then you'll know that I've been talking with a recognized expert in journey maps and customer experience work, and that expert would be Carrie Bodine. Episode 35 was part one of our three-part conversation about journey maps, and this episode, 36, is the second installment of our three-part conversation. This time around, we're talking about some of the core work involved in creating journey maps, and we'll be talking about collaborating with colleagues and conducting research, and I do mean real research, where you go and get inputs from real people, and then workshops and all those sticky notes. And I can tell you, as a former client of Carrie's, she really knows how to use a sticky note in journey mapping work, lots and lots of sticky notes which is great when you understand what the sticky notes are for. Uh, Before we get to the workshops and the sticky notes and the discussion and everything, my moment of gratitude in this episode of Social Impact CX is I'd like to say how thankful I am for the One Million Cups organization. If you're not familiar with One Million Cups, there are chapters all across the U.S. and I believe outside the U.S. as well. One Million Cups was started by the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation, and it's a free program where entrepreneurs share their new ideas and businesses with other members of their community over a cup of coffee or collectively a million cups of coffee across a big network of local meetings in a bunch of different cities all taking place around the same time. And the the entrepreneurs come and present new ideas and new businesses can then get feedback and input and questions and engagement from their local community. I attended my local One Million Cup session this morning and heard from, um, heard from and then met others uh, that are working in my field of customer experience, user experience, design thinking, uh, and new startups, uh, entrepreneurial efforts related to that field. It's great to see so many ideas coming forward and also to meet the passionate people behind those ideas. And hey, I now have some follow-up and networking to do with some of the people I met this morning. If you have a One Million Cups organization in your community and you've never attended, I'd really encourage you to check it out. Go for a cup of coffee and networking and to hear about the new ideas coming forward from the entrepreneurs in your community. So let's get back to the discussion with Carrie about work involved in creating journey maps. Carrie Bodine, of course, is an author and speaker and consultant and a recognized expert in creating journey maps to better understand customers or or whomever is most important to you and your organization. You can keep up with the latest and greatest from Carrie at her website, carriebodine.com. You can also follow her on Twitter where her handle is at Carrie Bodine. So I hope you enjoy part two of my conversation with Carrie Bodine on all things journey maps. And I hope you'll stay tuned for part three of this fascinating conversation. It'll be online soon. When we start out journey mapping initiatives, we start out with what we call hypothesis mapping. 
the hypothesis mapping is essentially that internal view, all those assumptions, um, certainly the working knowledge that people from across the organization have about what's going on with the customers. But, but they're called hypothesis maps for a reason, because it's the hypothesis. Um, and, and I have found with 100% of our clients that some of those hypotheses are correct and some of them are incorrect. Um, some of them are incomplete and some of them are just downright wrong. Um, and so the hypothesis mapping is a really critical exercise. And again, this is where you want to bring people in from the very beginning um, to take all of the knowledge from different parts of the organization, to, to take all of the assumptions from different parts of the organization um, so that people are, are brought along, again, for that entire ride. But, but here's the thing is that you don't want to stop there. This is a, a critical mistake that a lot of organizations make when they are doing journey mapping initiatives is they do that, what I would call the inside out view of the customer journey. They think about, okay, yeah, here's what we think's going on, but then they don't go out and validate or invalidate those assumptions and hypotheses. And that is really dangerous, again, because only a portion of the hypotheses are gonna be correct. And so after you do that hypothesis mapping, you have to go out and actually talk with your actual customers. And, and again, the word, the word talking there is so important. Don't just run a survey. Don't just look at analytics um, that you've got. You actually have to go out. And sometimes this can be a phone call. Sometimes this can be um, you know, a Skype chat. Uh, we love to do workshops again, as I mentioned, as, as we've done with our previous clients, where we, we bring the customers in for face-to-face -face conversations with our, our clients' employees. Um, but whatever it is, you need to get your customers to tell you their stories. Go back to what the definition of the journey map is. It is a storytelling device. And so in order to create the journey map and create a journey map that truly represents what your customers are going through, you've got to go out and talk with them and have them tell you their stories. I would agree that it's, it's such an important perspective. So, so, you know, so if someone's listening for the uninitiated, who's never been involved in a, customer journey map project that we are talking about uh, a significant piece of work here and, and there's methodology to it and and that and so it might be really helpful to hear especially from you Carrie how would you uh, how would you describe what what are the basics the uh, inputs or research um, you know sometimes personas are involved we, we, we've kind of talked about how important it is to have uh, collaboration and cross-team involvement uh, how would you uh, give a preview to somebody about what the to-do list is to get um, uh, to get the work underway for a journey mapping project for the first time? Yeah, so again, start with your hypothesis mapping workshop and gather people from across the organization who have something to say about that particular journey um, or who uh, need to be involved from the perspective of um, 
perhaps green lighting uh, changes or decisions that might come out of examining that journey. Yep. Um, but you, you need to decide um, before that workshop what journeys you're going to focus on. Are you, are you looking at um, kind of a, a marketing type journey where someone's learning about your organization? Um, are you looking for uh, looking at an onboarding journey um, where someone maybe has signed up for something and and now they need to get, um, you know, all set up and really integrated into, you know, whatever it is they're doing. Are you looking at maybe a customer service journey? Are you looking at a journey where they're leaving and they decide they don't want to work with your organization anymore? All of these are, are valid journeys to look at. And, you know, for, for your particular organization, you, you probably um, have other journeys that, that would be important as well. But you've got to decide what journeys you're going to look at. And then you need to at least have a hypothesis of who your key uh, personas or customer profiles are you know so you know is it a uh, a working mom you know who wants to finally do something for herself and um, you know while also doing good for someone else and wants to you know sign up for a marathon and hopefully figure out how to um, fundraise and train in her um, uh, non-existent spare time or is this you know a retired couple um, you know you know whatever it is you've got to make some assumptions and, and those assumptions should be based in the data that you've already got you know what what is the um, you know general um, uh, segmentation look like for your donors or for your supporters who whoever whoever they are um, or for your patients you know wh whoever it is that you're looking at what are some of the common characteristics that they share but then you want to you want to think of them and 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 bring that you know segmentation down into you know let's talk about um, you know, Sally, who is uh, 37 and, you know, she's got two kids at home and she lives in Milwaukee and da 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 da, da. you know, whatever you want to, you want to, you know, try and make that as realistic as you can. Keeping in mind that that's still a hypothesis of who your, who your persona is. And then um, in the workshop itself, you essentially want to get out of everyone's heads the basic building blocks of, um, of the, the journey map. And so you, um, the, or at least the way we typically do this, we bring in a big sheet of butcher paper, typically uh, three feet by six, seven, eight feet long. And we just do different, um, we create different swim lanes uh, of, and, and we bring in lots of different colored sticky notes. Well, I'm um, just going to ask you about that. <laughs> you see pictures of journey mapping workshops and there are sticky notes everywhere. And so yes. explain what that's about. Yeah, I, I should be an investor in 3M uh, because of the number of sticky notes I, I've used over the years. Um, but sticky notes are, are really important because they're, they're not locked down. They're sticky. You can pull them up. Uh, you can move them around. You can um, uh, write on them. If you realize you've written the wrong thing on it, you pull it up and you crumple it in a wall and you throw it on the ground and you write something else on a new sticky note and put it up there. And, you know, because they come in different colors, uh, you know, it's, it's really um, uh, 
just an ex they're an extremely useful tool um, because you, all the different swim lanes that you've got can be in different colors. So we'll typically have uh, a row for just the actions. So what are what are the actions our customers are taking? You know, they're doing a Google search, they're coming to our website, they're looking for a phone number, they're calling us up. You know, they're talking to a customer service rep. What what are all the different things that they're doing? Um, and those could be orange. Let's just say. And then your second row is going to be um, perhaps uh, all the different touch points they're using. They're using Google. They're using their cell phone. They're using our website. They're talking to a customer. You, know, you, can, you can think about this different ways. Um, so that might be yellow. The next might be blue, and that's um, their needs and their expectations. So um, you know, not solutions, but you know, what, right. what are their internal needs that they've got that they're trying to um, satisfy by, by um, you know, working with you? What are their expectations for working with you? And then you might have another um, swim lane that's pink and that's their emotions or their thoughts and their reactions. Um, and, and by the way, the, you know, the different swim lanes that I've just gone through are, are not set in stone. There's lots of different ways to do this. Some people do different um, swim lanes for thinking and feeling and doing. Um, you know, there's, there's just a, a lot of different ways to do this. So you, you should definitely feel free to um, uh, modify this um, for, for whatever makes sense for your organization. We've sometimes had organizations that are super focused um, for you know, the particular journeys they're looking at at digital channels. So we might separate out digital touch points from non-digital touch points. Um, so there's, there's a lot of flexibility, but oh man, sticky notes, they're, they're just fabulous for this. I think one of the powerful things about sticky notes that I discovered through my workshopping experiences, and I, I was previously uninitiated, um, was, you know, something can pop up as a insight or an idea or a point of feedback or a direct comment or whatever in one area. And this ability with butcher paper and different swim lanes or different phases of a journey or different scenarios, it allows you to say, wow, maybe this is important over here too. And it allows you to kind of see all these things that are inputs. Maybe you get this, uh, this comment much later in a stage and it allows you to understand that's something we should be addressing elsewhere so that we can, we can provide a different experience or we can begin to uh, you know, uh, do whatever it is we wanna do that's better. Uh, it's really quite liberating. I, I was, that was one of the things I learned about this world of sticky notes. Uh, it allows you to um, A, put it up on the wall so everyone can see it. And in a collaborative, cross-functional team, that's really, really important. And then B, it allows you the ability to have the freedom to move some things around and think about things in a different context. So, um, so. And, and I, yeah, I would say another thing that often comes up while you're doing the journey mapping is, you know, you've got this timeline that you've set up and you're like, all right, we're, we're going to set some boundaries, you know. The, the journey roughly is going to start when the person realizes that they, you know, want to do a, a fundraising marathon. And the journey is roughly going to end at, um, you know, the, the, the finish line. <laughs> um, that's where we think the journey is going to start and end. Um, but then you realize like, oh, there's stuff that actually happens before then. And there's stuff that happens after that. And, you know, so again, when you've got a big sheet of paper and sticky notes, 
you can you can put up more paper um, you you start thinking about oh what are the things that we're doing beforehand you know we're making decisions a year in advance or three months in advance or whatever um, you know that are having an impact on this journey and so the timeline for the customer journey may not be your timeline and again the the, the fluidity and flexibility that the, the sticky notes provide allow you to, to deal with that more easily than if you're you know trying to document something in pen and paper or, you know, get it absolutely right the first time. Gotcha. So, and thank you for addressing what's with all the sticky notes. I think that's for someone who's not been involved in this before, I think that's a question in the back of people's minds. So, but if- And, and, and I actually have one other thing to say about the sticky notes. Yeah. My very favorite type of sticky notes are the super sticky sticky notes and and this is where it gets like so kind of crazy um in terms of all right are we really being this prescriptive in terms of um office supplies <laughs> and and here's the thing is when you use just like the regular sticky notes that you know we all we all grew up with um with the the bit of gummy on on one end of it um, they will fall off of your map like no one's business. And there's nothing more frustrating than coming into a room the day after a journey mapping workshop and seeing all your sticky notes on the floor. So, so we do a couple things. We always take pictures of what we've created, but these super sticky sticky notes are so um, helpful in actually um, you know, just making sure that, that whatever you've created is going to stay together. They're slightly annoying to actually work with because you do sometimes have to work a little bit to get them up and, and move them around. Um, but for preserving your work, they're absolutely essential. And the other thing that I'll say is along with sticky notes, Sharpie marker, black fine markers are our go-to as well. And the reason that you want these, um, these fine, and not the super fine, but the fine black Sharpie markers is that you can write on them and, and you can write a fair amount on a, you know, a three by three sticky note, um, but you can also see what you've written from a distance. And when you're, you're doing these workshops, you know, you've got maybe five or six people in a, in a, a group that that's working on one journey map. And if you're writing in ballpoint pen, you're never gonna be able to see it from a distance. And that really impacts um, you know, the group dynamics and how well everyone is able to collaborate together. So I would say those are my two go-to office supplies, very specific yeah, for doing effective journey mapping workshops. I do recall you being very specific about that. When we <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, just to recap, actually, I think there were three key insights from a true journey mapping expert here. Super sticky, sticky notes, not just your regular post-its or whatever. Um, fine um, uh, Sharpie markers, and so that you can write appropriately on the sticky notes. And then the other thing you said, Carrie, which is so important is take pictures. Oh um, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, just on people's phones, if you've got somebody to record it, uh, it, you know, more formally, that's fine too. But just, you know, Grab your phones. At the end of the session, you're going to regroup tomorrow and talk about what this is all about. Take pictures because you just never know what might happen. And it's such a piece of work to do. Uh, and you've captured, trust me, you will have captured so many moments um, of collaboration and team engagement and, and debates about where one sticky belongs and doesn't it belong over here. And uh, 
it would just it's it would be heartbreaking to uh, to come back the next day and, and have something have happened to it. So taking yeah, someone's actually accidentally thrown it away or yeah, yeah it happens. Um, it and, happens. And you know, take pictures. Uh, it, it, we typically have one person kind of floating as a, an Uber facilitator. Um, you know, for multiple groups who are working, and it's great to take action shots. And my favorite action shot is someone putting a post-it note up onto the paper. Um, uh, it's not, not a lot of exciting action, but uh, it's, it's the best you can really get in, in a workshop like this. Um, but it's really helpful for when you're trying to tell the story later of what happened. Um, you know, you wanna tell your executive team, hey, here's who was involved. Here's, um, you know, here are the outputs that we had. Here's the process we went through. And having those pictures just really solidifies this because, you know, if you're listening to this, um, you know, this, this podcast to try and understand what journey mapping is, imagine your executive team, you know, they, they don't know about journey mapping. Um, and so when you can show them pictures of like, hey, here's what we did. Here's what this actually looked like. You're going to help them come along for the ride. And when you compare that with, here are the outputs and here are the decisions that we came to and here's how this is going to impact our organization. It's just going to be that much more effective for you. This has been Social Impact CX podcast episode 36, the second segment of three segments in my ongoing journey map conversation with customer experience expert, Carrie Bodine. If you found our conversation interesting, uh, you can find Carrie online at carriebodine.com. She posts the latest and greatest there. And uh, her Twitter handle is also at Carrie Bodine. And I'll tell you, if, uh, if you've not, you should really check out her book, Outside In. It's really a core fundamental um, uh, resource in the world of customer experience. At least that's, that's what I believe. Um, do you have thoughts or questions about journey maps after listening to episode 36 or maybe episode 35 and 36 of Social Impact CX? with Carrie. As always, you can ask a question or make a comment here at Social Impact CX a couple different ways. First, you can send an email to comment at socialimpactcx.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-T at socialimpactcx.com. You can also find us on Twitter and post a question there. Our Twitter handle is at socialimpactcx. And please follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with new podcasts and other related content. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, My handle is at John F. Corrigan. And we've expanded where you can find Social Impact CX. And uh, you may be listening from someplace like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play. We also uh, continue on with our presence on SoundCloud and YouTube and elsewhere. Uh, And so uh, if you have questions, please please do post a comment or send us an email at comment at Social Impact CX. This is John Corrigan reminding you that especially in social impact work, it's important to understand that your mission is really all about someone else's journey. And the more you know about someone's journey, the more you can help. Thanks for listening to Social Impact CX.